Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Aaron Savali to the Rays and Paul Sewald to the D-backs. Let's break it all down on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 and welcome to August. I am Frank Stanfill, joined by Scott White. And let's start it up with Aaron Savali, who was traded to the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange for... First base prospect Kyle Manzardo. Pretty big return there. Let's start things off with Savali, who's having a fine season. 234 ERA, a 104 whip. It's hard to see him getting much better than this, Scott, but can you see the Tampa Bay Rays maybe <laughs> making this more sustainable or helping get more strikeouts out of an Aaron Savali? Uh, uh, you, you see a trade like this, and it would be a head-scratcher. If any team made it, the fact that the Rays are making it, giving up pretty high-end prospect and Kyle Mazzardo for a pitcher who I think most of us believe is overachieving in Aaron Savale, that seems like the trade that, you know, 15 years ago, a team like the Rays would have duped another organization, a less advanced organization into making, trading for the overachiever, you know, giving up a legitimate prospect for that. So that, so that makes it weird. It does make you wonder, do the Rays see something in Aaron Savale that the rest of us don't see? Uh, because, you know, we kind of got the same feeling when they signed Zach Eflin to a big contract in the offseason, biggest in franchise history, and look how that's gone. Uh, Aaron Savale has pitched well this year, 234 ERA. Career-worst strikeout rate, and it was never a good strikeout rate to begin with. Career-worst walk rate as well, just for good measure. All the ERA estimators don't like him. Some of them put him in the mid-fours for an ERA. So, you know, regression is what uh, regression was likely to come for Savale. Will he be able to avoid it with the Rays? Again, I'm not. I'm not going to actually predict they know something we don't, and that Savale is going to be a different pitcher now. I, I think he's probably going to pitch to more like a, a mid-three ZRA, if not higher, the rest of the way. So I'm not saying his stock goes down going to the Rays. I'm saying it was likely to go down anyway. Uh, and then, meanwhile, you got this great prospect going to the Guardians, who, by the way, remain in the playoff race themselves. 
So they must have just really liked the value of this deal. Mazzardo's numbers at AAA this year, a little disappointing, but he was a monster between high A and double A last year. And if you look under the hood at some of the uh, stat cast metrics for, for Mazzardo, they still point to him being an awesome hitter. I think if you like Vinny Pasquantino, you should also like Kyle Mazzardo. And uh, you know, there's a good chance he's up contributing for the Guardians next year. All right, let's slide over to that other trade. The D-backs finally have their closer. They acquired Paul Seawald in exchange for Josh Rojas and two prospects, Dominic Canzone and Ryan Bliss. Paul Seawald, 33 years old, having another fine season, 293 ERA, 102 whip, 21 saves. That's tied for 11th in baseball. I don't really think anything changes with Paul Seawald. I think the bigger question here, what happens with the Mariners? Because... The initial guess, I think, should be Andres Munoz, who's having another great season. He gets a ton of strikeouts. He gets ground balls, uh, lots of whiffs, 99-mile-per-hour fastball. He had four saves last year. He had a couple of saves this year as well. But the Mariners have used a committee approach in the past. Scott, what do you think happens here for the Mariners, and should people be adding Andres Munoz right now? I think they should absolutely be adding Munoz right now. I think when all is said and done, Munoz is going to be the biggest winner on an individual level at the trade deadline because the longtime closer in waiting, and, and that's kind of the shine that Munoz has had even back when he was like a 21-year-old in the Padres organization. He's been touted as that guy. He can stop waiting finally. Seawald's out of the picture. Uh there are a lot of people who thought he was so good he was just gonna overtake Seawald at the start of the year, and I believe he got a save, yeah, he got a save on opening day, which added fuel to the fire. Ended up missing time with a shoulder injury. Seawald really locked it down in the meantime. Yes, the Mariners have used a by-committee approach in the past. Scott Service has liked using that in the past. But A, he got away with that finally with Seawald in the second half last year. B, when he was using a committee approach, they had several relievers who looked a lot like closers. You, it was easier to justify. You know, somebody like Kyle... Um, or Matt Brash, excuse me. Somebody like Matt Brash has a huge strikeout rate, but the whip is very high. Like when you have somebody as good as Andres Munoz, it, there's no reason to mess around with that. I'm not saying it'll 100% be every save going to Munoz from this point forward, but I'm saying within a week or two, it'll become pretty clear that Munoz is the guy for the Mariners. And you'll be glad you picked him up because he has the potential to be a top five, uh, top 10, I, I don't know, maybe top five reliever the rest of the way. Some questions I've been receiving, Scott, would you drop names like Will Smith or even Clay Holmes to add in Andres Munoz? Yeah, I've gotten those questions too. I, I, I lean yes on Will Smith since there's some uncertainty there between him and Aroldis Chapman. Plus, I question the skill set for Will Smith, to, Will Smith to begin with. Closer call, closer, closer call with Clay Holmes. I do think if you're asking me to bet who is better from today forward? I would bet Munoz, but there's a lot more risk of Munoz. There's not a lot more risk. There's more risk of Munoz just being nothing if, if the Mariners, for some crazy reason, pass him over. I don't think it's going to happen, but better safe than sorry approaches to hold on to Holmes over him. That's about the breaking point for me in the rankings, though, where, where Munoz is going to fall right now. All right, for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye!